0: everyone this is your host kennedy drew and welcome to the ill people podcast a show that takes a deeper dive into spirituality mental health adulthood and self-growth this audio series will provide a safe space for your inner introvert without any judgment so pop on those headphones and let's head over to introvert avenue because we love it there hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of the ill people podcast this is your host ken and today's episode is called p.s you were wrong and before we get started i want to let you guys know that we got some more journals on amazon so we have some for the men too because the men did get a little bit jealous so um yeah go ahead and order some y'all it's in the link in our bio on our instagram page and that is at ill people the podcast and you know christmas time coming around so go ahead and you know Do some Christmas shopping, early Christmas shopping, right? Okay, so let's go ahead and get to the regularly scheduled program. In this episode, we are going to talk about people-pleasing and how outdated it is because the majority of people are inherently a little weird, right, and don't know what they want in most cases and don't even know what they want for dinner type of thing. So the fact that people-pleasing is a way to essentially bend to the needs of other people who don't know what they want or who they are is only a destination for your own demise. I know that was like a long thesis statement. (laughs) But since we've, you know, since I've been in this predicament and I dabbled a little bit in people pleasing, you know, just for a little uh, long while um I'm able to tell you that the demise is the most beautiful thing Um because sometimes in order to break a big habit is to just get so sick of it that you don't want to partake in it anymore right and then in the end of it you find yourself so welcome to people pleasers anonymous you know my name is Ken <laughs> and y'all are supposed to say hey Ken Okay, so I know I've only been on this earth for about like 23 years, but I could say that my life was equated to a business proposal. Now, not in any way, shape or form that my life is a business proposal. Um, I just thought that it was hilarious because people just felt so freely to just make suggestions on my life. You know, tell me what I should do, who I should believe in or what I should believe in and what or how I should do things. And I noticed, um, and I always noticed that it always had like a baseline of people's perceptions being being like the driving force behind it. Now, when I was a child, I was very blunt. (laughs) I was very blunt. I mean, you know, what could you expect from, you know, a Sagittarius child uh, with a Virgo Mars? You know, I was two things, blunt and accurate, you know. However, when I was younger... I never really took into account of people's feelings. Um, But in my defense, kids had the exception to talk about anything. And the kids could talk about their moms like not having cars and it'd be funny. And you know, they get a free pass. But Ken did not get a free pass because Ken was not like any other child. Ken's parents both taught Ken two important things. Her dad taught her the importance of strategy because he was a strategist. And I, you know, I think I said that right. Um, And Ken's mom taught her the importance of relationships. And, you know, she is now a socialite. So uh, since Ken was very smart, we established this already. She recognized the perfect solution that incorporated both aspects that both her parents taught her. And it was called people pleasing. Now we all know that the concept is nothing new. But I did manage this concept in different ways. So those ways being me becoming an analyst, and I was able to develop this sense of hypervigilance. And basically what that means is just I was an observer. I was able to tell you what was wrong with you before you even knew what was wrong with you. And then after being an analyst, I became very mutable or adaptable for a couple of years Because the logic in my mind was to go less against the grain as much as possible. You know, just how water does. You know, water flows through everything, through the cracks and crevices and whatnot. And if people was the key to living a fulfilling life, then that was what I was willing to do. But as the years goes on, I went to college and I started to grow into myself a lot more. And I started to see that no matter what you did, Anyone can always have the potential to be the villain in someone else's eyes. And that is a definite truth that we all have to face. Now, as human beings, we can be wrong, you know, myself included. But whenever I would really think about it, it can be like the simplest things that could rub people the wrong way. Like say I didn't have my contacts in and I forgot my glasses at home and I really couldn't see for real. And I passed by someone I knew, you know, and I didn't say anything because I can't see. But, you know, the other person didn't know. And so now the other person created this whole narrative talking about, yeah, Ken's different. She yeah, acting like she ain't see nobody, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I just want to ask you guys, like, whose side are you picking? And I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I hope you said nobody because that was the answer. And ain't no way I'm going to be upset with somebody for thinking that way because that was their perception of me in that moment. It looked like I walked right past you and I didn't say anything, which, you know, I could understand. And the thing is... You couldn't fault me either because I couldn't see. Like, what you want me to do? You want me to squint real hard and make it look like I couldn't see so I could potentially change the other person's idea of me? You crazy. (laughs) I really think that we should not hold people's views of us in such high regard because I promise y'all, if you just listen, people always tell on themselves and it never fails. I promise you. Say for instance, if you always had someone who always usually compliments or either talks about somebody's appearance or um, just notices the smallest details of just anything and it just be physically based right nine times out of ten they're hyper aware about their own appearance so I'll give you a scenario because I love scenarios right so if a girl were to like come at me and say like you know I don't like you because you think you're all that you know your bag is fake or whatever And nobody really likes you for real and you should really just go home, right? First off, I'm going to laugh at you and then I'm going to read you, right? Because if you notice that the things that she said were only related to status and public validation, and I never once said that I was all that, you did. Secondly, women are relationship-based beings, and this goes for everybody. If one doesn't like you, I guarantee you that same one will go and try to convince others to not mess with you either, so you do not benefit off the environment that you would biologically thrive in, right? And that's why I would always try to divide things in two categories as a reader, right? And I would ask myself, is this an observation or is this a projection, right? Because if you really look at the world in its entirety, People are always navigating through life with their perceptions of things. And I think the best compliment that I've ever gotten was, you know, dang, Ken, you did not have to say it like that, you know, as a former people pleaser, dang, I said it wrong, people pleaser (laughs) is the best thing that I've heard like in a minute, because um, in my mind, people pleasing It was kind of like the logic of if I was the best person for people, right, and be there for them and, you know, everything that they needed, then if someone were to, you know, talk ill against me, it would be automatically, you know, that can't be can type of thing. But, you know, I noticed not a lot of people have minds of their own and people can um, easily be swayed over the smallest thing. So... Just like Shakari Richardson, for example. You know, when that drug test did come around, you know, everybody was talking so ill of her because of that. And, you know, now she's winning races and she's like really killing the game right now. And so now everybody is giving her flowers when like a couple months before they weren't. You see what I'm saying? And with the way that people move and how they sway their opinions so easily, I would only want to be around the people who would not um, take anything just as truth and then just make an assumption off of that. But, uh, back to the program, you know, people pleasing, right? So now, um, people pleasing might not sound like a selfless concept because we are essentially being the most palatable, you know, cooperative and less difficult person to others. Sometimes even at our own expense, right? But what if I told you that, you know, that was a, Manipulative tactic to essentially control other people's perceptions of you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Ken, like, how's it manipulative when I'm the one that's drained And, you know, because you putting that work in, you know what I mean? You was thinking big, but you wouldn't think it's smart, right? So now the logical approach, in my opinion, is to look at the mechanics of things. If 100 people are in a room, and let's say, you know, like 80 people genuinely like you, right? And now out of that 80 people, um, some of them could articulate that they simply like you because some of those traits like beauty, humor, and like how you carry yourself actually aligns with theirs, right? So basically, they can see a little bit of themselves in you. So that's how people usually get mentors, uh, friends, you know, favorites and so on. Also in that 80, there are people, um, there are some people that actually admire those traits in you. And usually when people admire, they usually would like to have those traits in themselves. So we could see two sides, right? One side, um, having those traits and seeing those similarities, but then the other not having those traits and admiring about what they wish they could have. Right. So then we have that other 20. There are going to be uh, people who do the exact same thing that the people who like you do, right? The people who admire you and the um, people seeing the same things in you, you know, that they see in themselves. However, um, those same things are the things that they don't like about themselves, right? And then on the other side, you know, that admiration part, um, you know, could turn into envy very quickly. And since people are, you know, very predictable... You can just see how things are going to go past then, right? So in MB there's always a pedestal um, that is put there, right? And most likely you're on that pedestal, you know, so then people can then take you down after that, because how can people tear you down if you're not above, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, people always say the phrase of, um, yeah, she thinks she's all that and like, yeah, except nobody actually said that, you know, the person did and everything that you said after that was everything that you wanted to be recognized for, right? Because, you know, surprise, everybody is you, right? And we're on the last part of that because now um, about five people that I didn't tell you guys about is in that 20. And they didn't choose or pick sides at all because they are the observers. And which are my favorite group um, of people because they see things for what it is. And sometimes in order for them to uh, get to that state of observation, they had to be hypervigilant at some point in their life. And more times, often than not, um, it was essential for their survival. So essentially gauging the dynamic in the room, uh, body language, how other people receive you, how you interact and how you carry yourself. These are the type of people that would um, come and ask you your half of the story if something were to go down or people who want to get the entire picture before picking sides or even if they wanna pick sides. Now on the downside, uh, people in this group, yeah, for the downside for the people in this group, there isn't a lot of them, which is very sad. Um, so now out of my example, uh what would you think would be the most effective way of navigating through all this BS i'll give you some seconds okay um i hope you thought the answer was to be your authentic self because trying to sway other people's perception of you um would be exhausting right And if, you know, your answer was close, you know, I'll give you some points, you know, one point for you, Uh, zero for the question. So, um, when I said, PS, you were wrong about relying on people's idea of you, I meant it. And this episode, you know, kind of just popped up in my mind. So I knew somebody needed it. (laughs) So, um, thanks guys. I'll see you in the next one.